2: Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Myth and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going today? How are you doing? Pretty good today? really. Yep, pretty good. Okay, good to hear. Power came back on last night, I would take
3: it. Power was gone for a couple hours last night, and then we've just, just now, you probably can't tell, because I happen to know there's no windows in that studio. Yes. Uh... We have had a showers coming through, but right now, brilliant sunshine. No loss of power. I'd say the whole evening looks promising. No, I hear you.
2: I hear you. I, I did. I did see some of the the rain on my way into the studio today. So there is that.
3: Gorgeous I got, right I got, now. I, I got now,
2: beautiful. I got covered pretty good. Now, um, we just got done talking about the FIBA World Cup. Uh, what did you? I, I I didn't even get to talk to you about it yesterday because all the college football. Uh, news storylines, everything else. What do you think about the loss, and what do you think about this USA team? Are they gonna Are they gonna finish this job off?
3: Oh, I'd say it's a coin flip, wouldn't you?
2: I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel I, like the loss is actually very helpful to where they're headed.
3: Well, I mean, and the loss, the of course, the, the team that beat them is now gone. So, uh, and, and they lost partly, you know, the nine straight three pointers to open the game. They gave up, you know, like that's not gonna happen. Uh, so some of it's just the randomness of of any single game, right? I mean, and, and and then and then you have a talent advantage over the remaining teams, but not just you know it's not well. like in the days of the dream team against Angola or something, you know? Right. I mean, it's not an overwhelming talent advantage. Um, and then we've seen the clear weaknesses of this team, right? I mean, they get pounded on the boards, and. Uh, you know, and, and 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 in terms of Jaron, he gets involved in trouble. So he has not um, looked good the past few games. Well, so Chris has made the point that if you watch him, and I'll confess, I haven't seen much of it. If you watch him, he actually looks good when he's on the floor. He had a bad first half against Montenegro, but he looks pretty good when he's on the floor. The team plays much better, plus minus, generally speaking, when he's on the floor. He's just not been on the floor a lot, and then his, and his, and his box score doesn't look great. You know, one rebound between two games is not, you know, that plays into everything you sort of worry about with Jaron. He clearly hasn't had the, if, you were, if anyone was, if we were hoping that this was the stage on which he would announce himself as one of the NBA's next superstars, <laughs> That has not happened. No, it That's hasn't. Anthony Edwards. That's Anthony Edwards, who's used the, the stage for that purpose. Um, but in terms of has he done enough that I imagine when they reassemble for the Olympic team next year that he will be a part of it, given the dearth of U.S. bigs, yes, I imagine he has done enough. They might have someone stouter next to him who can help with the rebounding, although it's yeah. not exactly obvious who that will be.
2: Yeah, the style, the style, I think, is catching up to him of how he's playing. Of how he's being asked to play with Steve Kerr as a as a natural five, I, and I I I know we've had this discussion over the years. Can he? Do you expect him to ever grow into that role? I know that's the ideal situation. Do you expect him to ever grow into, hey, natural five, eight plus rebounds a game, playing that way without Stephen Adams, without the Jonas Valanciunas next to him? Can he? Can he grow into that?
3: I don't expect eight rebounds a game, but there will there will be. I mean, I think. There are times, um, yes, I, I imagine he can grow into being a five, but he will always need to, for the four next to him to be someone bigger than Josh Hart yep. you know, like, or, or Brandon Ingram. Like, in the end, if he is a five, he is not Joel Embiid. That's just not, you know, that's not yep. how he's constructed. And so um, you will need a, in an ideal world, you need young Kevin Love next to him, someone mm-hmm. who sucks up rebounds and hits, and, and also can help him stretch the floor. You know, like that's what you would really. I, I think you'd want you'd want a uh, someone who can who can rebound because that that is just a weakness of his, and someone, um, and then also I mean I'd like to have someone there who can who can hit shots as well. Um, so, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the Goonies. Obviously, he'll play a bunch of. Time they'll start with Stephen Adams next to him, but there's going to be times when it's going to be when it's going to be Jaron and Santi, or yeah. you, know, uh, uh, you, you know, depending. On, Brandon Clark uh, gets Brandon back healthy when he comes back. Yep. They, yeah, going to see Jaron and Brandon, and, and then he will be a five. He won't be a. He's not going to be Okic like he's never going to be that. Um, but there are times he will absolutely play the five. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. We are a uh, day away from uh, Thursday night football. Have you given any thought to Chiefs Lions? We have Chris Jones potentially out with the contract negotiation not going his way. Travis Kelsey questionable. Have you given any thought to uh, night one of the NFL season?
3: Well, I'm totally in the tank for the Lions. I I like Detroit as a city. Um, you know, it's it's one of these underdog cities uh, that everyone craps on. And so I like Detroit. I also have a brother who lives in Detroit. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm fond of Detroit. I'm fond of the fact that they, you know, have lost forever. So they're the ultimate underdog story. Um, so I like that. And then I love the fact that they're like the the uh, that they, they did what everyone was said was stupid and they drafted a running back and a middle linebacker in the first round. I love round. it. And, it, you know, I don't care what the nerds say. We're going to draft uh, an electric running back and a linebacker who's going to step right in and stuff people. And, um, and I, you know, I, I'm not sure I would have liked it if my team did that, but, um, but I root for it to work um, just because the whole, you know, you can't possibly pick a running back in the first round stuff. I just get a little weary of it. If it's a real difference maker, you know, I think you can. Um, you know, my Bills have been, have been drafting running backs in the second, third, fourth round. They don't, they don't quote, unquote, waste a first-round pick on a running back. And what do they have at running back? Garbage they've had at running back. So, um, so anyway, so so for all those reasons, I like the Lions. And then they happen to be playing the Chiefs, who I, as a matter of principle, I always root against any potential dynasty, the best team in the league, and they're very clearly that. Plus, they happen to be a team that, you know, could well be the one seed in the AFC, and so I want him to take it out. So I'm hopeful that with Travis Kelsey banged up and missing Chris Jones, maybe, um, he was at a Ronald McDonald House event, I think, today, and he said he could be ready to go tomorrow. But actually, what I really hoped was when I saw the salary that Bosa got, I hope this makes Chris Jones even more resolute in sitting out until he gets every penny he deserves, even if it takes him sitting out all season.
2: Isn't it kind of crazy, though? I, you bring up the Bosa contract, so I'm going to go there. Five years, $170 million. That is, It's $10 million off what Jeremy Grant got in the NBA. NFL contracts versus NBA contracts, it's insane. It's absolutely insane to see what
3: these guys get paid in the NBA these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of that is just because of um, I mean, it's largely just because you're, you know, you're, you're playing, you're paying many, many, many fewer players. I, I right? get that, yeah. I mean, so, um, the payroll for an NFL team is bigger than the payroll for an NBA team. Um, it's just you're dividing it many smaller ways. I mean, many fewer ways with an NBA team. So, yes, if you're, if you have a chance, if someday, Gabe, Little, little, little Gabe Jr. comes along, and, and he's got a choice. It looks like he's either going to be a, a professional football player or a professional basketball player, steer him towards basketball.
2: Well, if he ends up in the uh, NFL, I would hope that he gets drafted by, like, Dan Campbell, somebody who appreciates interior <laughs> O-linemen. That's, what I, that's, that's my big hope. Oh, you're, you're assuming he's going to be an O-lineman. Oh, he's got to be, right? No doubt. I, I can give it's him lessons early in life. I can instill uh, my my uh, my knowledge, my football up, right, exactly. knowledge.
3: How about how about a tight end? Why can't he be a tight end? I see. I see, you know what? He'd make more money as a left tackle. Have him be a left tackle. Can he no. be a left? He probably, I see. I don't know if he'll, he'll have the height for, for that. He's, he's gonna, gonna have to. He's gonna have
2: to have the requisite athleticism to make up for being six four and with short arms. Well.
3: He, he... All of the sins of the father are not visited upon the son. He's not necessarily going to have short arms. Oh. Let's let's not condemn him to short arms just yet. Maybe he could be a right tackle. I don't know if he's going to have the foot be free to foot enough to be a left tackle, but he could be a masher.
2: Yeah, I started a game at left tackle in college though. You so did. There is that. How'd you do? Not great. <laughs> I mean Thanks for asking. <laughs> and it was against SEMO too, so that I mean that if that tells you where I if I was right. out of place that game. We had right. a suspension. Was, we had a suspension. I had to had I had to fill in.
3: Well that was good that you that did was that.
2: that was sort of the story of my career though, wasn't it? Filling in everywhere.
3: Well that's that's versatility. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. important. The uh, no, I so yes, it is it is nuts what um, NBA players make. And 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 beyond that Contracts fully guaranteed. Like, that's the big difference. Like, Jeremy Grant's going to get his money no matter what. Whereas NFL players, you get the bonus up front because they can cut you tomorrow. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's, 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 some of it is just, is, is the union has not historically been great. It gets run over, let's be honest, in the NFL. Some of it is players are just, there are more of them. So, except for quarterback. Uh, and quarterbacks are—you know—quarterbacks are getting 50 million bucks now. Uh, except for quarterback, you're you're fungible, basically.
2: Now I know that you're hoping that uh, we're downplaying both these things I'm going to talk about with the Chiefs, but are we downplaying? If Chris Jones can't go, and really the wide receiver room—Marquez Valdez, Cantling, Sky Moore, and uh, Kadarius Tony—are we downplaying those two things just because they're Patrick? We have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid running the show in Kansas City. I know that being a Bills fan, you're hoping we're downplaying those, but I, I just can't shake that thought.
3: You mean that you think the Kelsey thing could be bigger than Well than no, I, I think even if long.
2: Kelsey plays, there's I mean uh, wide receiver talent's at a at a low. It's a it, and I know what they did last year, but no, Juju Smith Schuster, he was he caught for eight hundred yards last year and Sky Moore hasn't yeah, shown anything. Kadarius Toney hasn't shown anything. Marquez Valdez Scantling, we've always thought he was going to show a lot more than he has. I just don't, I don't, I don't uh, see a whole lot of receiving
3: talent on that team. I just don't. I don't think anything stops Patrick. I think if you then also take away Travis Kelsey. Well, then? Yes. Yes, like, then, okay, of course. No now doubt. Now let's see. Now let's see. But as long as you have the. I mean, it's, it's not dissimilar from Brady. Yes, there were times when Brady had, you know, he had a year with Randy Moss or two. How many years did he ever have with Randy Moss? But mostly it was Gronk. Who's who's this? You know who's the equivalent of Kelsey, and then a uh, uh, revolving cast of players who wouldn't have been much on another team. So I
2: don't. I, I mean, there was the Dion Branches of the world that stayed along for the ride. I mean, Julian Edelman, Welker. They had some guys like this. Is this is? I'll say this wide receiver Welker. core does not live up to live up to. It's I don't Julian know if we're there. Edelman,
3: or if Edelman or Welker had played for any other team. Or indeed when well, Welker, played, did. Right? Welker did. Welker did. Welker was very good with the Dolphins for some years. He was good with the Dolphins. But you wouldn't have thought of him in the same way that you think of him. Did Edelman play
2: anywhere else? No. Edelman, I'll, I'll agree with you on Edelman, which is why I've always thought the uh, – the, uh, and I know how good he was in the playoffs. The uh, Hall of Fame Julian Edelman conversations have always been the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in NFL Hall of Fame conversation. I mean, just why do people bring that I up?
3: I mean, I can just com- I can just imagine Kadarius Toney like, lighting it up this year just because, you know. Because like, he's got Magic like, Mahomes. Yeah, I get that. Because he's I got understand. Magic Mahomes. You know, like, I don't. Uh, I, well, anyway, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, what, what's what's depressing to me is how, how deft Kansas City really has been. In terms of the way they were able to totally rebuild their offensive line—not this past season, but the previous off-season—is you know is sensational. And with 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 young guys and cheap guys, and um, and so they've got a you know it's interesting the Chris Jones thing because they have heading into next season, Oodles. It's not like they're a team that's you know hard up against the cap yeah. going forward. They've got lots of cap space. And they just don't want to pay them. They, they, they just don't. They, they don't want to pay them twenty eight million dollars a year or whatever it is. They, so, um, so they're being disciplined. I hope it bites him in the ass.
2: I think it might though, especially this year if he's not playing. Especially, I mean, game one. That Lions' O line's too good. To I mean, I don't know if they're going to get a pass rush tomorrow without Chris Jones. I just I don't see that happening. And they, and they already, I mean, let's be honest about their defense. They're not stoppers. They, they always yeah. have decent numbers when we get into the playoffs, but they rely on turnovers and creating uh, negative plays.
4: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And sacks. I mean, that's how they have made their money. Spags has been there and done that for a while, but he's not. He has not had that group um, in, you know, the, the, the 49ers realm or the Cowboys of last year's realm. It's never been his calling card.
3: No, and I'd say Chris Jones is, honestly, like I think he's been underrated over the course of his career. I think he's probably, you know, Mahomes, obviously the most important player on that team. Maybe Kelsey's number two. Chris um, Jones right there after them. But no Chris doubt. Jones right there, yeah. I, I think you can make an argument for who's the second or third most important player on that team.
2: Mm-hmm. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X daily Memphian and Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, Caleb Williams and his dad... Caleb Williams, of course, quarterback at USC, and his dad Carl talked with GQ about his next step into the NFL, and they are saying they're uncertain about if Caleb Williams will come out after this year because he doesn't want to play for a bad team. Do you buy any of it, like even uh, like remotely?
3: What, what does that even mean? Like, what does he possibly mean by that? You're going to play for a bad team. Yeah, know, that, no matter what, exactly. If you come out you next year, the year after that, you know how the NFL draft works, you're going to play for a bad team. Now there are bad teams that you would prefer to play for, and bad teams that you would uh, prefer not to play for. All bad teams are not created equal. Let's look at the bad teams this year. So you got Houston, going to be really bad, but they don't have their pick. Arizona is the team that I think is 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 right there lined up to get them. Okay? Yes. Right? They have they Tyler, their though. Pick and they got Houston's pick. Um, Indianapolis, bad team. They could get them, and they could trade Anthony Richardson or keep Anthony Richardson. I wouldn't want to – I would not want to go to the Cardinals. I'll be honest; they've been badly run, right? Yep, wouldn't you say? I'd agree. I mean, I'd uh, agree, but also I think it's what are you going well, to hold out till the next year when you know it's the another know, bad team? When it's another bad. And
2: team. I think it's I it's think, think there's still the, the possibility. The and there, I mean, Raiders
3: bad team. There's yeah. got to be the possibility
2: of them trading that number one overall pick for a king's ransom and keeping Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray still
3: I still believe in Kyler a Murray a to a certain extent in the world not a chance in the world none they, zero they hate kyler Murray. <laughs> they tried to get him to get a homework assignment in his contract for god's sake that was the, that was the, that was top. the that was that was that's that, fine There's that's no the old way. gm and old coach if, there is no way that if you had the chance <laughs> to draft Caleb williams you would you would you would say, you know what? We'll <laughs> just keep Kyler Murray. Come on. Well, but Seriously.
2: then you have to ask yourself on the back end, who's got, okay? How are you going to trade what, Kyler Murray? What are you going to do in trading? I mean, yeah, you gave him home? five years, two hundred thirty million dollars.
3: That's fine. It doesn't matter. You're and you've seen
2: him else. play no decent way. football.
3: You've seen him play good football. Very good football. You can, you can you can move him. You can move him for nothing, but you can move him. You'll move him, and you'll you'll uh, someone'll. Someone that's a will, contract
2: somebody'd have to take. I mean, that's a hell of a contract for someone to take. Uh,
3: but no, there is no way in the world at that point, Arizona fans just go would would a hundred percent lose it if they if you had a chance to get Caleb Williams and you did you got damaged. But, but I
2: mean, like this, I feel like this is an interesting know. conversation because Kyler Murray, when he was coming out in the number one overall pick, like the thought of him, I think, was nearly on par with Caleb Williams, relatively close. It's not like Kyler Murray was some no. miserable first overall pick that you had to go develop and you were worried no, that he was he never going to reach any level of potential. Like, I, I don't know.
3: I think – Yeah, there was, there was a little bit of a – Now, there was a little bit of a risk. Smaller dude. And obviously, Caleb Williams isn't five either, but he's stouter. Um, I don't think there was the same kind of buzz about Caleb Williams that it was, that there was about Kyler Murray. I think the idea of Kyler Murray sort of grew on you the same way that the – that the idea of Baker Mayfield grew on you. He was a first-round pick, who was, not, who was a number-one pick, or maybe shouldn't have been a number-one pick. Um, so, I don't know. I, 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 I would find that impossible to believe. I would bet a substantial uh, amount of money that whoever is, whoever has the first pick is going to pick him. And that's, what, and that, and that's true if it's the Colts. You know, it's true if it's, uh, if it's a team that already has the quarterback. It's true if it's the Bears. Um, it's mm. true because, if, well, if the Bears are bad Well, Bears are the bad. You've pick, seen Justin Fields has not well, lived up you've to seen it. Justin Fields, right, exactly. So any team that is bad enough, their quarterback failed this year. The Colts would be uh, foolish, come on. I
2: mean, that would be ridiculous no, to give up on Anthony... Rid- I mean, why, 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 you draft him fourth overall, you're going to look like a moron if you move him after
3: one no, year. No, but Anthony Richardson, actually, depending on what he did this year, you could move him and probably get value for him, Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure you could get value for Kyler Murray, but if Anthony Richardson looks... Is Kyler
2: Murray here, really this fault? Like, does everyone hate Kyler Murray at this point? I, 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 really. I, I was... I, I was I, I'm not there yet. I, I think Kyler Murray can you be know, a productive NFL think,
3: quarterback, I, a really good quarterback. No, but I, I'm putting two quarterbacks in front of you. Caleb Williams or Kyler Murray. Who are you picking? <sighs> that, that's what I'm doing with the Cardinals. And that's easy at this okay. point. Okay. I think. I I, mean, um, I guess. No, I, I just don't like... It. it is true. There are various times when teams have been a when players have been able to force their way Eli Manning was a yep. perfect example uh didn't want to go to the Chargers and so instead forced his way to the Giants um that doesn't happen much and for one reason there's nothing for the other like it there used to be like another league where you know Jim Kelly went to the USFL rather than come to Buffalo. You know, like mm-hmm. there used to be an alternative. There's no alternative. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and you're
2: staying. Staying. Connor brought up this point. I think it's a really astute one. Staying another year at USC and playing a Big Ten schedule would be foolish, in my opinion. I think that would be a, well, to, a bad decision. To
3: get to get what? To get another bad? Maybe if it meant. I could then have my, I'd be an unrestricted free agent at the end of it, but that's not how it works. He can be drafted by another bad team the next year. Literally the worst team in the league will always get their shot at him. So, you know, there's really, this this is how it works. You can't, there's, there's no way to change the system. He's going to be, he's going to go to a bad team. You're lucky if, if it so happens, like in the NBA this year, they have a lottery. So, so when Can go to San Antonio, which is a very good organization, happen to be a bad team? Well, A, tanking is much more prevalent in the NBA, and so you can sort of just artificially be bad for a year. Um, B, rebuilding is quicker in the NBA because you don't need to, to, you you know, you don't need to put as many pieces around them. But C, you don't have to be the worst team in the league got to be what were the what were the what were the uh Spurs this year. You just got to be one of the one of the bad teams in the league and maybe get yep. lucky in the lottery. Yeah. So that can like in the NBA it actually you've got a little bit better chance to to try to hope that a uh, that a respectable team will draft you. Um but in the NFL you're going to be drafted by a bad team.
2: Yeah, and I also think part of this is Carl and Caleb trying to I guess trying to create a conversation about how the NFL draft works and how the worst team always gets the first pick. But, that I mean, the, yeah. the NFL yeah. has created parity, and parity has worked in the NFL for a long time, and it's worked magic. The amount of money they make, the Puffins amount of popularity,
3: it has worked. It's fun to watch now on the clock, the Arizona Cardinals. It's great fun. It's great theater. It's great and, you, and you give those fan bases hope. You give, you them.
2: give, those fan you give bases them hope. Yep. Yes, for sure. 100%. Now, last thing, I saw you talked about this earlier. Duke and Colorado, you think they got shafted in the polls or no? In the AP poll, they came in. Duke know, at 21, Colorado is, 22.
3: I think shafted is strong. I think I can make an argument for those two, and Florida State, honestly, being higher, right? And North Carolina, and North Carolina higher. I think you can make an argument for Florida State, uh, which was four. I think you could make an argument for them being as high as two. Right, I mean, they did more than anyone. No, they did get They've more.
2: Done. They get they got the second amount of, they got the second
3: largest amount of uh, number one, one overall number votes. Number, yeah, so. but 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 they were fourth. So yep. I could make an argument that they should have been second. I think North Carolina was seventeenth. And honestly, the way they bullied South Carolina, like the 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 fact that they took what was one of their weaknesses last year, which was nine an seconds. inability to to and nine sacks, <laughs> like that was. That was damn impressive. That was damn impressive. So I think you can make an argument that they could have been higher than seventeen. I think Colorado. I mean, maybe it's unfair. There's enough skepticism, though. I think about TCU that Colorado seems about right where they are. Duke, though, like I think Duke. I think Duke's twenty-one. I think Duke's twenty-one. I yes, think you correct. can make an argument that Duke should have been certainly in the teens anyway. Yeah, you know, they were. Uh, they they were decent last year. Um, Nine and four. Uh, yeah, they were 9-4 last year. They had an easy schedule, but they were decent last year, 9-4. and four, So not, they didn't come out of nowhere. They have an established quarterback, and they just beat a team. Um, it was ninth overall? Top, top that's ten. Still, yeah, that, that is still ranked in the top 25. Now, you could, you could look at it and say, yeah, they beat them, but Clemson outgained them. Clemson did more first downs if it wasn't for the red zone stuff. Clemson would have won that game, and so let's not go crazy. I think that's one of the arguments against Duke. But yeah. <laughs> um I think given I think well, I mean, let's be honest, if they played tonight on a neutral field, you'd pick Clemson, wouldn't you?
2: I don't know. After what I saw the other night, I think my mind's a little too warped. I wouldn't uh
3: <laughs> I don't know if I'd pick, but <clears throat> um so but I yeah, I think Duke I think Duke has a better argument just because I think I don't think anyone. there's any doubt that most people think Clemson is better than TCU, considerably. And so what Duke did was really more impressive. Um, Duke was at home, though, but what Duke did, I think, was more impressive than what Colorado did. And so, yeah, I can make an argument that Duke didn't get shafted, but that Duke, uh, Duke could certainly be higher.
2: I hear you. I hear you. Well, Jeff, appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. See ya. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins, at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Jeff Calkins, show 9 to 11. Uh, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN, and he, Uh he's a columnist for the Daily Memphian. All of his work is at DailyMemphian.com. Uh, speaking of Colorado, Connor, I saw this today. The lowest price ticket for Colorado versus Nebraska, $321 on vivid seats. 300 The prime effect is real. I it's think, insane. I
1: think I saw that you could have gone to all of their home games last season for a total of $220. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, this hire, regardless of if it works long term or not, right now I'd bet on it working relatively long term. And if he, uh, I and mean, I shouldn't say long term, because if he does well enough, he could all, you know he could jump to another job that that comes open ultimately. But um, regardless of if it ends up working and they end up in really good bowl games, this was a great hire. You get damn buzz around the uh, program that you haven't had in. Since the 90s. I mean, this is insane. And I think the get-in price at Arrowhead tomorrow is 120 Compared to at Colorado versus Nebraska, 321
1: Best show in college football. That's it's wild. the best show in college football right now.
2: Yeah. Now, Oxpo's family-owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. They have your best Memphis-themed gifts and teas, Grizzlies, Tigers, Redbirds, you name it, they have it. They even had the Hush Y'all collection around the tournament. At TBC Southwind here in town, they have vintage vinyl for music lovers, sports memorabilia for the diehard fans, hunting and outdoor gear for the adventurous souls. Get over to 964 June Road, two-story storefront. Beautiful, great staff um, that will help you find everything you need, anything you need in that store. It's off Poplar on June Road behind the Amoco Station. I mentioned they have the Memphis Tiger gear. They also have your favorite SEC gear, whether it be Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Arkansas, you name it, they have it again. Nine six four June Road is where you can find it. Now we only have a couple, more, a little bit more left of summer, so make sure you check out those summer brands while you still can. But Gentile Apparel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen and Main still on hand for you to go grab at nine six four June Road. Also, what I can do for you—they carry just about everything they have in store on their online store. Go to ShopOxpo.com. Shopoxbo.com. You can get all that stuff shipped anywhere in the United States of. America, And when you go to check out, they will give you a space where you can put in a promo code. And what I need you to put in there is the Gabe Show. All caps, no spaces, one word, the Gabe Show. And you'll get 20% off your order at shopoxbow.com. But whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, hunting and outdoor essentials, local Oxbow has you covered. Shop local, shop Oxbow. It's time to take a trip around the NFL. That's next right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the good old National Football League.
0: The San Francisco 49ers. You
2: know where this is going. I've already mentioned it. Nick Bosa agreed to a five-year $170 million extension with the 49ers, including $122.5 million guaranteed. He is the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL by a relatively wide margin. We're talking about Aaron Donald making $31 million and some change per year. This is a $34 million valuation, and it makes sense. He's 25 years old. In 2021, he had 15 and a half sacks. Last year, he was a Defensive Player of the Year with 18 and a half sacks. He was the best player on the best defense in the NFL. They need him, and they need to show him that they value him in that way. But I do ask this question to the 49ers: Why did it take so long to get to, get to here? You, if, if this is the final contract that you ultimately offered him, you made him the highest-paid defensive player in history. It feels like this could have been done a while ago, but here we are: five years, 170 million. That's all. To Nick Bosey. He's been unbelievable for that team.
0: The Arizona Cardinals. This
2: is this is brutal. Now I know Kyler Murray's hurt and he had the ACL and he's got to come back, and we're going to see when he comes back. But Cardinals are going to name who they just traded for. Joshua Dobbs, their starter. Clayton Toon is going to be in waiting if Joshua Dobbs struggles. But Golly, this is a badly run franchise. But a few, I mean, before Kyler Murray, and uh, Josh Rosen getting picked early, they moved off of that really quickly, got a new coach. You bring in Kyler.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor,
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit
0: ads.odyssey.com.
2: Kyla Murray. Now I I think there's conversations we just had really with Jeff Goggins about them moving off Kyla Murray and getting Caleb Williams if they have the number one overall pick. But to start the year, the Cardinals have Joshua Dobbs starting. They're going to be horrible. They're going to be miserable. I like Joshua Dobbs. He has a podcast that's fun, Uh, former Tennessee Vol. We all respect that part. But at the same time, this is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not. But I do have to give him credit. He he has kicked around, and he has found places to land. And this will be an opportunity for him to show his value as a starter in the NFL. I don't think he's going to show much, but here we are. Arizona Cardinals stink. That's all I can leave it at.
1: I love Josh Dobbs. I love. He's my guy. I saw Interstellar with Josh Dobbs. He was really right,
2: literally sitting right
0: next. Did
1: he next enjoy to
2: me. the movie? Like you do? love the movie? Yeah. yeah, love the movie. There we go. The
0: Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Chris Jones talked to the press today, and quite frankly, seeing the Nick Bosa deal, I wonder what he thinks now. <laughs> he's about to be 30 years old. Uh, he was third in defensive player of the year voting. He is the third most important player on the Chiefs team behind Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So you wonder what this deal is going to have to look like for him to ultimately play this season. But he says if a deal gets done, he can be out there tomorrow for the opener for the Chiefs against the Lions at home. I doubt that's the case. That's just not how that works. Even if he signed a deal in the next five minutes, I can't imagine he'd be suited up in his number 95 playing interior D-line. It's just hard to do. He hadn't participated in training camp. He hadn't taken those lumps. He hadn't taken those hits. I think it would be really dumb for the Chiefs to do that. But if you're looking at Chris Jones, this is an important piece that I think we're downplaying for the Chiefs. I think a lot of people think of them as the offensive juggernaut that they are, and I get that. Andy Reid's one of the best play callers of our generation. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of our generation. Travis Kelsey, one of the best pass-catching tight ends, if not the best pass-catching tight end of our generation. But Chris Jones is so big to what they do on the defensive side of the ball. Pressures, quarterback sacks, tackles for loss, that's what they live off of. They're not a stop-you defense. They are very much a team that capitalizes on timely turnovers, timely tackles for loss, timely sacks. And if they don't have Chris Jones this year, I get scared. I get scared about what they're going to look like. What will that pass rush turn into? We will see. I think the Chiefs need to get this deal done so they can have their best defensive player on the field.
0: The Los Angeles Rams.
2: This is bad. This is really bad. Talking about two years ago, we have the Rams winning a Super Bowl. And, you know, they capitalized, and they got their their win, and they feel fine about it. But Cooper Cup is ruled out for the opener for the Rams against the Seahawks. He has a hamstring issue. He visited with a specialist in Minnesota, and they have ruled him out and have also said, probably the kicker here, he could go on IR. And I I don't know if you've taken a look at what the Rams – have But it ain't much. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it ain't much. They don't have a good offensive line. I don't feel good about them running the ball with Cam Akers still. I mean, he is—he has not been the same since the Achilles tear. And without Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Demarcus Robinson, who's kicked out around the league for years and years, and Ben Skoronic. What are they going to do? Who are they going to feed the ball to? Tyler Higby is probably the best option they have. Uh, But Matt Stafford, if Cooper Cup can't go, Matt Stafford is going to struggle mightily, and this team's going to struggle mightily. Because what they've done, what Sean McVay has done, is the whole premise of that offense, even when they got Allen Robinson last year, has been get Cooper Cup the ball by any means necessary. Who takes on that role? There's no one to do it. If Cooper Cup goes on to IR, the Rams season ends before it starts. Telling you that right now because they just, it's crazy too to see in two years how badly their roster is constructed. You'll win a Super Bowl and everything's gone downhill. You haven't been able to keep anybody on that roster from that Super Bowl team. There's just the name recognition is down. The only guy, the only like, seriously, the only redeeming quality is Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. And if Cooper Cup's not out there, Matt Stafford can't. Give give you what he needs to give you. So,
1: surprise, Matt, you're back on the Lions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good God, good God! Like I know that they won a couple years back, but this is a badly run organization. Well, like you said, moment. it's
1: just a lot of the guys have left.
2: Yes, I mean Cooper Cup, and if you drafted him in uh, fantasy, I'm praying for you. R.I.P. I am praying. Can't for you. Can't do it. Can't do it.
1: I can't. I, I can't do
2: it. My prayers are up because that was a high pick. That was a high pick, and. It sort of seems like the way they've been playing this and drawing this out, he might he's likely gonna end up on IR. Yeah, he but That's me assuming. Don't no assume too bit. much.
1: Gonna be out for a little bit. Yeah, wait. He was one of the guys this year when he got drafted,
2: you were like, Yes. Because that means somebody <laughs> fell. Because that means yeah. somebody fell. Well, but then also I don't have to think about drafting him if he falls a couple more rounds. Yeah. Same with Jonathan Taylor if you drafted early.
1: Uh, RIP to those people. A lot of my drafts happened the week where it seemed like he was going to the to the Dolphins. He was going for a lot of money. He went for a lot of money in some of those auction drafts. Yuck. R.I.P.
2: Yuck. Couldn't couldn't be
1: me. Couldn't be me.
2: (laughs) Now get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5. to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5. get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash GabeK, G-A-B-E-K, that is my promo code. And kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Again, that's G-A-B-E-K. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews cancel anytime. Now, small talk is on the way, and we have to review the entirety of the Jets on Hard Knocks as episode five has come. And gone. We'll do that on 929 FM ESPN.
0: Here on 929, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 929's Gabe Kuhn Show.
2: And Small Talk is brought to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club and their eight part speaker series. They're on part three. That'll be Ole Miss Athletic Director Keith Carter. And that will be on Monday at Hilton, Memphis. If you need tickets, information, go to Memphis TD Club. Now, Hard Knocks, Jets' version, Aaron Rodgers' version, is behind us. Episode 5 was last night. It was short. Episodes 4 and 5 were just short. Yeah. I mean, we had a good lead-up. The first three episodes were phenomenal, and I – Episodes 4 and 5 just sort of left a lot to be desired, in my opinion. It just did not give me enough. I need – listen, I know how they feel about showing people getting cut and putting them – you know, Joe Douglas – In that room, the GM for the Jets and Robert Sala in there, and telling a guy that you know his livelihood may be lost. He's got to go find another place to play. And I know they feel like that was uh, that's an inhuman part of it, but I feel like there's some humanity captured in there that the general public needs to know about, and I think it's helpful in understanding, you know, the 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 plight, the human, the human element of what we talk about day-to-day in the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it helps humanize these guys. Um, I always enjoy, you know, I don't enjoy watching the cuts, but I do think it's an important part of hard knocks. I don't enjoy they it. They gave us, like, interviews with some of the guys post-cut, and, you know, it's been nice yeah. to see, you know, the news about some of the guys landing back on the practice squad, but it's the reality of the NFL. This is a reality show of a team. Show us the reality.
2: Tanzel Smart ends up back on the practice squad. I'm happy I, I for just him. find it insane. This guy has seven years of NFL service and at Tulane. I talked I t- I told everybody about it on the show. Like he wrecked a entire drive when I went out of the game at Tulane. I believe that would have been in 2014. The dude had two sacks for nine yards and three plays, did the little terio dance, did like a dance on us. To see, like the NFL is just different when it comes to talent, and the Jets in particular, along that D line, they are loaded—the definition of different. And you saw sort of the guys out there on the field when they had to go to practice without Tenzel Smart. They McDonald and Williams talking about him. They, they, they missed him. Yeah, they missed him because that. I mean, you could you could definitely tell there was a there. He was sort of a leader in that room, but he is back on the practice squad. That was cool to see.
1: Yeah, that was cool to see, and I'm glad that Izzy that injury didn't hurt him. That running back room for the Jets, man. Wow. Well they <laughs> talk had, about talent.
2: I, I feel like if this was last year, Israel Abanikanda may have gotten cut with how loaded they are adding Dalvin Cook. But last year they saw they got down to Zonovan Knight at one point. Bam Knight. So they had to they're trying to keep all hands on deck so they can make I'm, sure that, that even if guys though. get roughed up, you have you have guys you can hand the ball off to and they can be productive. I'm
1: with you though. Like the first three episodes of this season of Hard Knocks, I was like, this has a chance to be one of the best. And then it just kinda, you know. It, the last two have just been fine. They've been it's well, it's 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 football reality. Te- I'm gonna watch it. I'm enjoying it. It just it didn't reach the heights I think I wanted it to. But the, you know the UFO stuff. The is
2: UFO great. experience. UFO was pretty good. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, is into researching UFOs now. Of and course he And that checks is. out. And he even you know instilled upon us some like conspiracy theories about if you if you know about UFOs, they always. Uh, the, the sightings always come next to nuclear reactors, and he said that's where he saw his. So I'm not sure that's true. He's a little too— <laughs> he's, he's, but, but you know what it tells me? He's gone down into a rabbit hole several yeah. times.
1: Like I said, you can only contain Aaron Rodgers enough. They were like, okay, we're going to let him do a little bit of his crazy here, but overall, you know, it. they kept him in the box. We didn't well. get
2: ivermectin talk.
1: We didn't. Yep. We did not. We didn't get um, there. <laughs> there was probably a, a no ivermectin, <laughs> yeah, only, yeah. if I had to
2: guess. I would think so. And I think that's something he'd avoid at this
1: point. Yeah, there were some really high moments, though. It had high moments. It was a really good season. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Can't wait for next year. Yeah. I am rooting for the Jets now, too. It works every year on me. It gets me every year. I I get the the sense,
2: and I saw Peyton Manning talk about this. He's not finding a lot of quarterbacks that are willing to take on the role of of quarterback season two on Netflix. I feel like reality TV with the NFL guys are kind of rejecting it.
1: Well, if you're like, I always thought it was funny because it was Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Mariota, right? If you're Mariota, you're like, oh, I'm the I'm the I'm the bad quarterback. Yes. <laughs> like, so that's probably what's happening is guys are realizing, oh, they got that guy, that guy. Oh no, that means I'm the bad one.
2: Even the, <laughs> but even the good ones are like, hell no. Trevor Lawrence has said no, Justin Herbert has said no. All these guys are saying no. Yeah. But that's a good I thought it was a good series too. But I feel it, like it just the, the reality TV part of the NFL, I think feel like people are starting to deny it and not want to be a part of it's it It's just, you have to keep so many secrets about your offense. And th- it's just, it's tough. It's tough to do a reality show about that kind no, of I thing. No, I guess so. I guess so. Now, one hour left in the show. We'll get to the blitz around 6.30. But coming up next, as is customary on a Wednesday, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas will join the show. We'll talk about college football week one. We'll look ahead to week two next, right on 92.9 FM ESPN.